Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is Matt Mosley, international man of mystery. Uh, I like to like to get around the world, globe trot just a little bit, but I didn't get to go with the Bears. Alvin Brooks the third, just back from Paris, Nice, the streets of Paris, the Arc de Triomphe, or however we say all those things. Um, uh, Alvin, great to uh, great to visit with you. Are you back on a? Uh, have you kind of gotten back on the Central Texas clock? Or you still have a little jet lag? How are you? How are you feeling? I'm a lot better today than I was. Um, still a little jet lag, but not as bad as I was the previous couple of days. Yeah, well, you sound good. You sound you sound solid, and uh, I just have to think uh, a trip like that has to be wonderful in terms of the bonding that can take place. And, and, Alvin, I'm thinking with all these new players, players who reclassified, freshmen, transfers, you know, Rajon coming in, Jaden, uh, I mean, how, how important do you think this could end up being for the team to get to go across the pond and, and, and spend all this uh, time together away from home? I think it was a, a huge advantage for us. I think is you know, anytime you have connected teams, you always have a chance to have a great year. And, you know, I think this team was connected before we even left to go to France, but I thought France showed just how connected that they are. And I think that this group, more than probably majority of groups I've been around, they've come together as one a lot faster. And, I mean, it's a great chance. It was a great chance for us to bond together. All right, now who was the best, uh, which player served as kind of the the um, tour guide? Was there one ringleader? Did Everyday John, with his ability to speak the language, the French language, uh, Eve Missy certainly knows French. <laughs> I believe jo- Big Josh may also be a French speaker. Did those guys end up um, kind of really helping you guys out as you, uh, you tried to kind of navigate the uh, – the language barriers and that kind of thing as uh, you made your way around uh, the country? Well, we had, um, you know, doing those trips, you have people that have been there before that's kind of, they kind of are tour guides. Mm-hmm. So they, they did a great job of helping us get around. Um, but, you know, a funny story is during one of the games, you know, the referees, you know, they were talking to the other players um, and they were speaking in French. And then I think, Eve and John, they both were on the court at the same time, and I think they were surprised when they started speaking French as well. <laughs> so it kind of <laughs> kind of gave us an advantage in that in that situation where whatever they were discussing, you know, Eve and John let them know, hey, we know what you're saying. So that gave us a, gave us a huge advantage in that aspect. <laughs> now, Alvin, what was the uh, what was the what you enjoy seeing the most, other than the team and the bonding? from a sightseeing as you had people leading you around and showing you some of these amazing things. By the way, had you been to uh, – you've been around quite a few places. Had you been to France before? Never have. This is my first time. Never been to and France. What was the – what was it? I mean, whether it be the Eiffel Tower or whatever, what was the, what was the thing you visited 
or or one of the landmarks that you saw that really stood out the most to you? Yeah, the Eiffel Tower, I mean, I think that's something even as, you know, we have a seven-year-old, and we were showing him pictures, and he was like, oh, the Eiffel Tower. And so, like, you know, we had no idea he even knew what it was. And so I think as a at a young age, you always taught the Eiffel Tower is, you know, a great place to go. And so experiencing that and actually going on the second floor of the Eiffel Tower and seeing the view and, you know, Monaco, actually because of the NASCAR race and because of the casino with the James Bond movie, seeing that, that was also a little different. But, I mean, it was a great, great experience overall. But I think those two um, would stand out. And Paris was just, the weather in Paris was great. Um, and just being able to see a lot of different sites was great. Did you see the race uh, area there in Monaco? Could you kind of make out? The, I guess it comes through what the streets of Monaco, doesn't it? Where could you kind of make out the race course there? Yeah, they actually some of um some of the staff members actually, and some of the um, Baylor family members that went with us, they actually rented a kind of a two seat car. Don't go very fast, but you can drive the actual the actual race um, car. You can actually drive, you know, where they drive with their race cars, and so. They said that was pretty cool, and they were really amazed at the fact that they can go as fast as they're going and make those turns. Is that something you ever uh, – are you into F1 or NASCAR? Or is, or is that uh, of interest to you? Um, Not really. I'm more of a slow driver. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not something that I really – like, I'll watch it if I happen to run into it, but it's not something mm-hmm. that I follow enough to know when is the next race. All right. Uh, and, Alvin, what could you tell about the competition when you would actually go play these games? What What are we talking about? Were these kind of like uh, young, uh, not you know, pretty good uh, European athletes? Were some of these guys like almost uh, uh, professional level? What was the... Uh, what was what was the competition like, and and was the competition good enough to get kind of a nice feel for? Because I saw uh, some of your players put up some great numbers. Some of that was kind of leaking back to us in the states. What was the what was what were the games like? Uh, and of course, you had to kind of I guess y'all were having to play by international rules. Yeah, um, rules. The rules kind of changed. The, the, one, the first game we played, some rules, college rules, some rules, feeble rules. So <laughs> the rules were a little bit different. But um, I thought the competition, you had a couple of young guys that were, you know, had the potential to be pretty good. Um, but overall, I don't think that it was like, it wasn't a situation where we were playing like pros. Um, we were playing more youth, youth uh-huh. players than anything. And, you know, I think that's why – you know, the vet week that we had leading up to it was, um, as far as competition, that was way more beneficial for us as far as to actually continue to get better at a high level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, that buildup, and even on the trip, it just seemed like y'all had some great matchups. Uh, I think even back to vet week, what was it like to see Davion and some of those greats, Jared, from the past, against some of your young current players. It seemed like some of your current guys were up to the task. They didn't really back down. Um, what was the 
what what were a couple of the biggest takeaways you had about your team from even that vet week? I think the biggest takeaway for me is the fact that, you know, we had a couple guys that didn't play and we still were able to compete at a high level. And I think that's anytime you do that, that shows what kind of depth that you have. And, you know, I was really, really, I left that week really excited because, you know, most of the time when you play well against the vets, you typically have a good year. And so I thought our guys competed at a great level and, you know, those guys that you named and you have Ish Wainwright and you have Perry Jones and Corey Jefferson. I mean, let's go on. I don't want to leave anybody out, but, you know, Freddie Gillespie, you had a lot of guys that won a lot of games in a Baylor uniform. And, you know, our guys definitely were able to, you know, compete against those type of guys. It's weird, isn't it, like coaching against those guys? I bet that was kind of strange for you. Um, <laughs> you didn't coach all those guys, but you coached some of them. Some of them you coached to a national championship, and that had to be a little funny to to be over there, you know, trying to figure out how to take advantage of them and how to <laughs> try to oh, yeah, try to they, find flaws in talk, their game. Oh, they talk a lot of noise too, so it's it's, it's all funny <laughs> game. So like it's all in the family, but um, they they definitely. They definitely more comfortable, and they talk a lot more when they're on the other side. It's, <laughs> that's a part of it, though. You know, tell me about Eve Missy. Uh, I, I mean, I just some of the reports I was getting. I mean, he was putting up big numbers in Paris. Now, again, he's a tall, dominant type shot blocker, so you know it stands to reason he might do okay against guys that are smaller and maybe not as athletic. By the way, talking to Alvin Brooks, uh, the third, Baylor uh, associate head basketball coach. But, Coach, what did what are you seeing from Eve? Because I, when he reclassified, in my mind, I thought, well, you know, they'll ease him in there. And yet it really seems like this guy, along with Jacoby, obviously, and hopefully Miro, I mean, there's no like, well, I'll just wait my turn. Like, there, there seems to be a level of dominance to his game. Um, what are you seeing from him? You know, both in vet camp, on this trip, uh, what, it, it seems like he's shown up ready to contribute, and, and there, there may not be as much of a ramp-up uh, period as, as I had anticipated. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think anytime you have a freshman coming in, it's going to be an adjustment. And so... You know, I think as of now, Eve is ahead of schedule. I mean, his, you know, I'm not great with height, but I mean, he's tall. So he, he looks seven foot to me or close to it. And so to have that kind of size and the fact that he can run and catch and he's very, very athletic, um, he has a chance to be really, really special. And, you know, one thing about it is he also, his IQ, like he, he wants to learn, he wants to get better. And he's gotten better from the time he stepped on campus. He's gotten tremendously a lot better. And, you know, a lot of that should be credited to, you know, John and Josh because every day, you know, those three guys, they're pushing each other. and You know, they've helped him grow fast in a short amount of time. I, now, I imagine, too, he's, he's, he's already a rim runner. Um, who – Who's your guy on this team so far that's really delivering? I mean, Jacoby 
is is known as a scorer. I think obviously you expect him to be a passer as well. Miro's been off playing international ball, but in terms of feeding guys like Eve and John and Josh, who who's doing a nice job of that of really uh, distributing and um, and and I mean even where's Ray J in that because that's a guy who we've seen just the bits and pieces from practice. It looks like he's showing some explosion. How are those guys looking in terms of feeding your big guys? Um, I think I think this group does a great job of sharing the ball all around. I mean, this for early in the season, this is uh, going into my eighth season. This may be the best pitch ahead team this early in the season. Um, so I think a lot of that credit to all the guards because you have to be very unselfish to pitch ahead and then you first of all you got to be very unselfish to run not knowing that you're going to get the ball or not and you know Ray J um, has a gift of like I mean he he's able to see people I mean he he's had eight assists in one day and nine assists in another day like he's he does a great job of seeing people and I think that's that becomes contagious um, then you have Jaden doing it as well Dantuan doing it as well and now Jacoby doing it as well and you know, the list goes on and on. And so I think our guards overall has done a great job of just sharing the ball. Where has Jacoby grown the most since he committed to you guys uh, and, and went to the prep academy there, uh, Link Academy from McKinney? Uh, since you first were talking to Jacoby and getting to know him <laughs> and, and to this point, what's the area his game that has grown the most because, man, it does seem like he's going to be a really special player. And much like Keontae, has a chance to make a, a, a great impact in this Big 12. What, what is the area? And it could be defense, perhaps. But where, that he's really, you've seen the most maturation and growth from him from the first time you remember seeing him until now. I think the biggest thing um, from the first time I've seen him to now is he's a lot more efficient now than he was when we first started recruiting him. And that's, you know, most high school kids, um, when you're the best player on your team, sometimes you're asked to take a lot of shots. And I think sometimes, you know, you're asked to take a lot of difficult shots just because that's part of the game. And I think by him going to Link, he played with a lot of high major players. And so he adjusted and he was able to be he was able to be a McDonald's All American without taking a lot of shots per game. And so I think that's translated to now to where he's playing at a high level for us, but he's not having to take twenty shots to do it. And so I would think that's the biggest thing from watching him as a as a youngster until now is the fact that he still can score without taking as many shots as he did um, when we first started recruiting him years and years and years ago. How many years is that? I mean, he's obviously only a freshman. Oh. Did you, when, did, when did he first come on your radar? Are we talking like five years ago? Was he in, he or was he in like ninth grade? Campus. He first came on campus. He was in the seventh grade, maybe. Um, <laughs> I have a, we have a picture with him when he was like in the seventh grade. Like he was, he was really, really young. So he came on campus then, and then obviously in the ninth grade, uh, we started. That's when we really started watching him even more 
closely. And so, yeah, it's been at least over five years for sure. How much can you keep up with uh, another freshman, Miro Little, um, with what with what he's been doing, uh, playing for the Finnish team, um, international ball? Like, how much are you able to kind of observe those games, stay in contact, make, make kind of make sure he's doing what you need him to do? Uh, how do you how does that work when you have a guy because he reported for duty, then he had to leave. Now, when do when do you get him back? By the way, yeah, he 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 left. He came back um, and left again. And so, you know, when he was here, he had an opportunity to practice with us and work out with us. So, he had a chance to you know kind of learn some of the plays, learn some of the defensive schemes. And so now it's more just you know him just competing for his country, and we're just there to support him. And so, you know, the biggest thing now is. You know, we don't we don't coach him right now because, you know, we're allowing his country to coach him because what we'll need him to do is totally different than what he needs to do there. And so right now it's just kind of supporting him, watching the games and, you know, telling him how proud we are of him and, you know, just kind of waiting until he get back. And so he should be back um, sometime early September is when he should be back. Okay, early. So that's what I'm going to kind of like – bust into practice one day all right you you and john can sneak me in up there from that little observatory um i I, I, y'all i'll uh i'll take a peek but i cannot wait to watch uh this team as it comes together and i bet you're seeing glimpses of what you guys can be that pitch ahead gets me excited because um i mean alvin those easy buckets are are awesome when you can get those buckets in transition and y'all were extremely efficient last year as an offensive team but i don't know if you were able to run as much as y'all would have liked to and boy if you've got a team that'll run the floor and get the ball up the court in a hurry that's uh and of course you remember those games where you'd have guys hit threes in transition y'all are devastating when you do that because then you can put one of those barrages i don't know what y'all call them what did Jerome used to call it? It was it was it's just those waves where you hit teams and basically knock them out. And um, yes, yeah, that's the the problem is when you win a national title, you know we just kind of expect every year it's like, hey, do do what those guys did. <laughs> yeah, do it again. Do it again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But um, I I like this because you know y'all are ranked pretty well, but you're ranked like well, I don't know anywhere from 15 to 25 and i kind of sense this team where it could end up is a lot better than that and um and so hey by the way is josh okay we were getting reports um uh that that he had uh had something happen during one of those uh games is he is that is that uh serious at all or do you think he'll be he'll be able to get back into action here pretty quickly no, I think he'll be able to get back in action. Um, obviously, I'm not the trainer, but, you know, um, with I think the fact that it wasn't a real game, it was just a matter of precaution. We just didn't want him to, to hurt himself. And so he's walking fine. He's doing fine. He'll be okay. Okay. All right. I was that, We were, had those reports coming through, and so I was uh, curious about that. Well, that's, um, it's fun. I know you guys have to be getting uh, more and more – 
excited. And uh, it's kind of fun, too, to think about all these matchups, isn't it? I mean, Duke's one of them. Every other day, it seemed like for a while, it was like, okay, they're at the Barclays. Okay, they're going to be in New York. Oh, they're going to be up there in <laughs> in uh, in South Dakota or wherever it is. I mean, it's yeah. uh, that's got to be fun. I mean, y'all could have easier ways of getting into a season, right, than, than y'all. I mean, it's like every time I, I'm like, wait, they're adding that game? Um, but it, <laughs> But, oh, I mean, I think you all kind of like that, don't you? Even if you take a ding or, or lose a game here or there, you don't want to. But it just seems like I guess that's become a thing, hasn't it, for your for the ranking, for getting, uh, you know, your seating and everything, that you might as well play some big-time teams. I mean, the only downside to that is the Big 12 is so hard um, I don't know. What do, what do you what do you think about that? Because it doesn't seem like even five years ago it was quite this level of a non-conference uh, uh, schedule. Yeah, and no, I think each year our non-conference has kind of changed. And I think, you know, just as you talk about it, I, I think the, the program is in a different phase right now. I think, you know, sometimes you play a few games – and I think those teams that play a few games, um, you're probably just competing to make the NCAA tournament. You know, I think our goal every year is to compete for championships. And in order to do that, you have to play the best of the best because iron sharpens iron. And so I think that's kind of been our philosophy the past couple of years. And I think the only way you could get better is you play the best and see where you're at and then also see how far you need to go to get where you want to go. Well, Alvin, we're uh, we're excited. We're glad you're back stateside, and um, but uh, but it sounds like uh, uh, yeah, I bet it is. What was the uh, what's your favorite Parisian or wherever you were, Nice or Lyon or wherever as y'all were traveling? What's your favorite French? I mean, they make a decent hamburger, I guess, over there. But you know, when it comes <laughs> to like French, those bistros and all the different places you went to, did you like those steak? frites or whatever we call them and and that kind of thing what was your what was your like the favorite meal that you had i'm a very picky eater so you're asking the wrong person when it comes to that <laughs> for me like it's you know obviously it's kind of we had a lot of pizza um there was a lot of italian places out there and one one italian pizza place the pizza was very very good so i would say that was probably my favorite um there was the the pizza at, in Monaco. It was it was a pizza spot in Monaco that was very very good. <laughs> it sounds like you were you were maybe uh, late at night out uh, looking around for something <laughs> that suited your palate a little more than some of the others, and you let 100%. Scott, yeah, you let Scott sample all the whatever they have they serve in paris the parisian yeah. foods and the culinary i could see scott over there certainly would not partake in the wine but might sniff it might sniff the wine and that kind of thing give it a little sniff <laughs> just see see how it ta- you know see how it smells all right uh alvin great to uh, great to visit with you and uh welcome back and we will uh we'll be talking to you soon all right thanks for having me you bet. There he goes, Alvin Brooks the Third. We were talking about Link Academy. 
Of course, I can't really bring it up with them uh, because we can't talk. They can't talk about like upcoming recruits. But now there's another uh, player at Link coming up this year, this season, and that's Trey Johnson from Lake Islands. And he's depending on who you read, either the number one or number three. Uh, 2024 player in the country. I still kind of think of him as number one, but uh, just remarkable uh, player. And the Bears are in on him with Kansas and and um, old University of Texas and a few others. Kentucky, Calipari's in there, and I can't remember who else. But uh, wow, maybe Aaron, they should do what Grant McCaslin did. Just bring. He just hired the Sunrise Christian coach. Maybe the Bears could just. Bring in the Link Academy coach, you know, set him up there on the staff or something. That's okay. Let let that guy keep coaching, and then let's get Trey Johnson to Waco. And uh, let's bring his dad into Richard Johnson, former Baylor uh, player. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show. ESPN Central Texas having a fun day. And uh, next, we'll look at some of the uh, – News and nuggets from around the NFL, usually starting with those Dallas Cowboys. The NFL Blitz is next. This is ESPN Central Texas.